All right, so we're on recording, and welcome everybody once again to The Push, presented by Bodyslam.net. I am Dominic Mallon, one half of your co-hosts, with the owner slash jefe of Bodyslam.net, Cassidy Haynes. How's it going, guys? We're here again. And we have, a, we have an extra special interview today with Australia's own Shazza McKenzie. Hello, that is me. I am here. Coming up on a year, man. It's, it's hard to believe that it's yeah. almost a year since we were all three in Baltimore. It's insane. Like, it's insane and depressing. <laughs> but it is what it is. Probably more for you, though, since everything right now in well, Australia is pretty much shut down still, right? I mean, we're not shut down. We're locked out from the rest of the world. And the, our, like, entertainment industry is shut down. Um, like... The, like, yeah, like, all live entertainment is just, like, people are screwed. Um, and then, like, we're all locked in out. Well, yeah, like, we're, they're slowly starting to open borders now, but, like, we're all essentially locked in our state. Like, we can't travel out of state um, with, uh, without, like, government exemption. And then we can't travel overseas without government e exemptions. So, like, where? Yeah, yeah. where? where we're just hanging. but like regular life is fine. Like, like the shops are open, schools are open. Like, gotcha. like your normal day to day life stuff is like, yeah, like it's chill. Yeah. It's like, what, but it's just like the things that I need to do and like to do. No wrestling. Right. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, and I know you've been keeping busy with with a lot of other things. In the in the meantime, you have your your podcast. That's so Shaza, which I'm yes. a big fan of myself. And uh, oh, of course, I'm a big fan of producer Paul too. <laughs> don't don't tell don't say that. That'll he'll just explode. He'll be he'll think he's the greatest. Well, that that podcast is it's just fun, and I, honestly, part of it for me being from Philly and from America is just the accents itself. <laughs> I think it just adds to it all. But you guys aren't just talking about you. You add wrestling in with life and just what's going on, and it's awesome. You give your your personal views as well as you know peeling back the curtain a little bit without being too much. Uh, one of the things that you talked about recently on the podcast was uh, the booking of the Iconics. The, or yes. the recent booking of the Iconics, or, or lack thereof, I guess we should say. My heart broke. And uh, we just, it, and, and I, I do not say this to, to add any fuel to the fire or, or to add to that heartbreak at all, but uh, Body Slam just posted today news that was really just more of a quote coming out about, uh, about Vince McMahon kind of really having lack of vision for Peyton Royce moving forward, and that the whole breakup kind of just seems like it's all for naught now. <laughs> Oh, right. uh, it, like, look, like I'm like, I had all my grief and I was like depressed and sad that they broke them up. And then I was like, no, like, this is their time to shine. Like they're gonna, they're gonna go and they're gonna show everyone how freaking good they are as individuals and as whatever. But then they just randomly hit, like, then Billy was just managing. Oh, mm, mm, yeah. yeah mm. You, you guys mm -hmm. came up together, right? Yeah. So um me and so jess Je jess mckay so billy Kay, she started wrestling maybe about six months before me and okay. then um Peyton royce started wrestling so she she started having matches in two after training for two weeks she did like a two-week boot camp and she like she just went every day for hours and she was the only one that did and she had her 
did she have a first? No, she didn't have a first match in two weeks. She had her first her debut on a show. She had her first match like three months later. Like it was very quick. Um, Still quick, but, yeah. Yeah, like it was incredibly oh. quick. She was like, this is what I'm doing. Um, but she was like 16 at the time. So like her parents were then like, I think like when she got like her first injury, her parents were like, this is not what you're doing. <laughs> you were in high school. Um, so there was a break there. And then she came back once she was an adult. Um, like she took like a year off or something. But yeah, like, and that was, she started in January 2009. And I had like my first match in like September 2008. So like, it was, yeah, like we're all kind of in that same, especially, like, especially because there's, very, like at that time especially there's very little women's wrestlers in Australia so yeah. it all felt in, like we could have come up a day apart and it would have felt the same right that's cool I wear this uh this AEW shirt uh to honor what what should have been and what should be moving forward because uh you had such a such a role going with AEW before everything shut down not to any uh, doing of your own or, or AEW's doing, but just the, the, you know, the circumstances as they are. And, uh, I know Cass and I obviously, uh, have been fans for a while. I, I know you have a, a strong fan base, but when everything does open back up, are you excited to hopefully come back to AEW? Is that, is that still open door? Oh yeah. hundred percent. Like, I mean, like by no means am I signed or anything like that. <laughs> um, but like the, I, I mean, unless something's happened the last six months that I'm not aware of and I've pissed someone off with my existence on the internet, uh, I believe the door is somewhat open. Um, not a problem, like, but I don't, yeah. I don't know, like, what will happen in the future. And I think because there's just, like, at the moment, because that's just so far not a possibility in my life and, like, there is no time frame on when it's going to be a possibility I can't like obsess over it I have to just sort of be happy with what I have like be like I have my friends I have my family I have this life here like things are okay like yeah I wish I could wrestle but eventually I'm gonna get to be able to wrestle and like I can't be like I just need to get overseas I just need to get overseas because I don't know when that's gonna happen and if I just like think about it too much I'll drive myself insane and, yeah. and had there been had there been talks before uh, all this happened and you had to turn around and go back to australia about possible possibly signing i mean you had more dates with aew planned obviously coming in was it you coming back in march right when you were flying over i was over in march um yeah. i didn't have there was there was no discussion of signing i there was like i well yeah i like i was i was invited to shows yeah that I was in the area for and stuff, but I think I was. Nothing, which yeah, one? Nothing. I was trying to remember where you were because I think I, I think you worked one of the AEW uh, shows that I had traveled and went to there prior to uh, the Charlotte. Yeah, it was the Charlotte one right before we went yeah. to yeah right before Baltimore because yeah I went to Charlotte right. and went yeah. up for the weekend so that makes sense. Yeah, I re I remember it's in Charlotte because every place I go um, that I wrestle and like I have like an important career moment, I always buy a, a fridge magnet. So I like I I just have a Charlotte fridge magnet <laughs> to like the outsiders. Like, why did you buy a Charlotte? Fridge that makes magnet? sense to me. One of my yeah. friends she she always has me bring a little snow globe no matter where I go when I do a trip. Yeah. So yeah, same thing. Yeah. Magnets are my little like trinket. Like not from every town that I wrestle in, but like towns that like have important moments in my life. Yeah. I don't know. Right? 
I don't know. No, anything that's, anything that's personal to you or something to look back yeah. on. I'm the same way. And it's anytime I go on a trip, it's such a cheap, you know, memento. Yeah. You don't have to break the bank for it. And it's, you put it right on the, on the fridge and, and I'm, I'm the same way. I like to collect, you know, every, every time I go to a new major league baseball stadium, I got to get a, a magnet or something like that. Yeah. But for somebody like you, traveling has got to be, I know it sounds like a, like a moot point right now, but traveling is such a big part of your life leading up to, to COVID. Is that something that you enjoy the, the traveling process itself? Uh, there's parts of it. I enjoy like, um, like I like, being in new places and meeting new people and eating new food and going to new, like seeing new things and different things and stuff. Um, the actual act of, you know, waking up at 3am for five, uh, for a flight, then having to lay over and then catch another flight and then, you know, rush to the venue and, but not so much, uh, but you know, like if teleportation existed much better, yeah. um, but, I do, yeah, like, I love being out and meet, like, I feel like I have all these friends all over the world, um, and, like, when I travel, I just meet new friends, and I make, I see old friends, and it's just, like, yeah, it's just a, it's just fun, I don't know, but, yeah, it's, like, it's still very, the actual travel is, is horrible, <laughs> like, now, like, were you, doing, oh, were you, on, you were on the plane still, when, to America when you had to turn around, right, for COVID, did I hear that right, or, yeah, I, I flew all the way over there. Yeah. I and then had to turn around and go right back, wasn't it? Um, I was there for like four days. Four days, okay. There was like the, like I got there on the Thursday and like, that's like, while I was in the plane was when um, like the time that America went from ha ha ha, this is just the flu to oh my God, we're actually all going to die. Um, so by the time I got off the plane, everyone was like panic. And then, like, I got off and I had shows that weekend and one of them got cancelled and then I picked up another show to replace it and then one of them didn't get cancelled, so I did that. And then by the Monday, all my shows coming up for, like, the next few weeks had been cancelled and then I was like, yeah, I should probably go home. (laughs) Yeah, before you get stuck over here without any way to make money, yeah. Yeah, at least in America, that's how it was. It was like a three-week period where everybody was just in a what-do-we-do situation. You know, do we cancel? Do we keep it going for businesses, yeah. for concerts, for shows, everything? But uh, well, hopefully. yeah, and like, that was uh, my big fear was that I was going to make the decision to go home too early, and like in two weeks, everything was going to be back to normal. Because originally, it was just everyone's going to quarantine for two weeks and we should be happy and fine and get on with our lives. But luckily, well, luckily for me, that's not what happened because I would have been very upset if I'd gone home and then like all my dates had continued to happen. Right. Because for you going home is a several days experience. It's not like you just, Oh, I'll be there in a few hours. I'll turn around and come back. But yeah, it's a a big experience. And then I had to quarantine when I got home because that like by then my country had put in um, strict, uh international arrivals uh like rules as well so then i was just stuck in a room for two weeks as well for my four-day trip to america (laughs) we've we've kept you talking about covid for too long during this when when everything (laughs) when everything opens back up we are I, i speak for the entire country i'm sure when i say we're very excited to have you back in america uh doing what you do are there any specific towns that you're excited to just get back to experience or maybe to uh, wrestle in front of specific town crowds? 
I mean, so my favorite place to wrestle is like favorite town to wrestle in is always Chicago um, because that's sort of where like I built my name when it comes to American independence. So that's like where Shimmer is built, uh, where Shimmer is based. So that's where mm. I, um, I sort of built my fan base and then trinkled out from there. Um, I always, every time I go to America, I usually stay in Philadelphia because um, there's some good training schools around there. And I love Philadelphia as a town. Uh, I haven't really wrestled in Philadelphia. I don't know if I've, have I wrestled in Philadelphia? Sure. No, yeah, I, have. I have. Don't worry. I have. Yeah, I have. Uh, um, it's probably not a positive experience, unfortunately. That Philly crowd, you never can't tell how it's going to go. Okay, good, good, good. <laughs> it was, it was, yeah, it was, it, was, it was all right. But yeah, like, I always stay in Philly because I, I love Philly as a town, uh, as a town, as a city, as a, I don't know what it is. Um, but you Chicago is my wrestle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not many, I mean, we're, we have a totally different area. I mean, I'm from the mountains of North Carolina. I'm near Charlotte, but I'm in, like, the rural part of North Carolina kind of where, where edge lives and where uh, cash Wheeler and some of those guys are from up in Nashville area, but ah, yeah, it's yeah. definitely not, a, it's definitely not a city like Philly. Yeah. And yeah, as I'm, you know, I'm from where civilization exists yeah, and commerce. Exact opposite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm a city person. I not like city city, but like I need to be around things. I need to be able to walk to things uh, very easily and that's just, that's who I, I don't know. Yep. We don't even have Uber in my town. It's ridiculous. <gasps> uh, yeah. There was one guy and he quit. And he quit Uber doing it. So now, yeah. <laughs> it, cr- it made me cry. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's rough. It's rough here. You really, I end up being the Uber for everybody. My friends will go get drunk and then they can't get a ride home. So I'm like, I'll, I'll come get for you. But yeah, we're, we're a little backwoods here. But let me stay on Philly for a second, because I'm so excited that you said that that's one of your favorite places. Uh, now, you mentioned that you, you, you love going to different places to eat, trying new foods. Do you have a favorite place to eat when you're here in Philly? Oh, gosh. I, so this one time, um, Cheeseburger. Was, was it Cheeseburger or was it? Is it it might have been uh, Grizzly, Grizzly Redwood, actually. I don't know. It was like the first time I went to Philly, which was in 2012. They took me to this random little diner. Okay. And it was just like, and it was like a proper diner. Like, mm-hmm. like I've been to a lot of Denny's and I love Denny's and like, everyone's always like a real diner. And I'm like, bitch, that's delicious. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> but the, there was, just, it was just like one of those mom and pop diners. Um, that was fantastic. Uh, but also just Wawa. I love Wawa. Like team Wawa. What the fuck is sheets? Fuck off. Uh, oh man. We're sheets, we're sheets here. Oh man. <laughs> You just Sorry. keep getting better and better. No, no. Wear a lot. Um. Gregory Iron, my buddy, we did we interviewed him. He's he's Team Sheets. We he's a Sheets guy. Yeah, I know he is. Oh yeah. But He'll Sheets is such a see, Sheets is such a normal name, and when you have a name like Shaza, you need to have you need to frequent places with names as cool as Wawa. It just well, makes Sheets has a Z in it. I, I mean, have the Wawa T-shirt. I should have worn it. Do you really? Well, yeah, you know I'm what? You get sponsorship like that way. Wawa cups. Oh, um, I love yeah. that. Yeah. Big fan we'll start. Of Wawa. We'll start sending you. <laughs> give us your PO box. We'll start sending you Wawa stuff. The uh, you know you mentioned briefly Shimmer, and you on your last uh, on your last that's so Shaza episode you got into talking about 
just the the evolution of women's wrestling, not just in the ring. Everybody always talks about how, you know, there's such a progression of taking women seriously in the ring. But one thing that I love that, that you mentioned on your uh, most recent episode is the evolution of women outside of the ring in the wrestling industry. And uh, you mentioned uh, Mission Pro, Thunder Rosa's uh, promotion they just had their show and similar promotions uh rise is another one that that focuses on women's wrestling are there any um as queens somebody of combat down here in charlotte queens of combat that's one okay. yeah but as somebody who so uh has so many connections in the industry and has for as, as young as you are having such a, a history in the business is there any maybe small time promotion that doesn't really have a, a big brand name or any specific people that you know that just have such a positive uh reputation for being able to be progressive in that sense with with uh creating jobs for women in the industry i think it's still something that the whole the industry as a whole is sort of working on slowly um so there's not like one specific place or people that jump to my mind or anything but i think it's just as a whole especially with everything that's happened this year i think the in industry is realizing that women need to have a more uh prominent role not just like it's the equality thing isn't just here's your women's like we've got now we've got two women's matches on the show like hell yeah nailed it uh, like that's not what equality is just treating us as equals uh whatever our role is uh whether we're like you know if we have an interviewer you, a female interviewer you're not going to like the male interviewer isn't going to get like sexualized by the female wrestlers when they're being interviewed. So you don't do the same sh shit to the, sorry, I'm just going to swear. It's just you can swear. Out. It's fine. Dude, that's, that's my, um, he's, that's he's on me all the time. He gets on me all the time for um, it. So fire away. So, um, but like you wouldn't do that to, to a male interviewer. So why would you do it to a female interviewer? And I think it's also really important to have females behind the scenes, creating the stories for women um because like whilst we're all human and we all live in this world and like guys are aware of what females do uh, and how they react to things i think females just have a better understanding of what would create attention and create a story amongst females and i think yeah i just think it's it's strange to to ever have men writing for women's storylines because they're writing about a whole life that they've never lived and experienced. So like, I don't know how they could, but like they obviously can, but it's, yeah, it's always better when it's female. It seems so simple too. I mean, and you said it again, I'm going to, I'm going to keep plugging the name of the show just because I love saying that's so Shaza. But in the last episode, you mentioned how Veda Scott is so important to AEW in commentary, just because it's so important for you as a female to be able to hear wrestling or for any female who any company wants to bring into the wrestling industry to be able to sit down and watch the product from the perspective of a knowledgeable, well-spoken young female who knows what she's talking about. And you said it so perfectly when nothing against Jim Ross or Tony Schiavone, but it's hard for a younger female to understand the perspective of an older white, you know, an older male. So it's, it, it, exactly. it right. And I, like one of the things is that the females, like we're 50% of the population. Um, so when you put on your wrestling show, 
and you're trying to get ratings and you're trying to get people watching your show, if you're only targeting 50% of the population, you're not going to get the optimum result. Like you, to, to get the optimum result, you have to have something for everyone uh, and you have to have relatable characters for everyone, um, which is why like the cruiserweights um, are good because that, that's relatable for the smaller people in life. And you know, like there's all these different characters and everything, it's just, you, you need, everyone needs to be somewhat represented in some way like well not everyone but like you need to do your best to create a diverse roster and um a diverse product that anyone can sit down watch the show and they go hey i really get what that person's about like that's that's what connects like for me i started watching wrestling uh not because i saw big strong men fighting people up i saw trish stratus and i thought hell yeah that's what i want to be like she's cool as she's kicking ass and she's beautiful and she's just like not taking crap from anyone. That's what I want. Like, and like, that's, and I think if you talk to a lot of female wrestlers, like, yeah, a lot of them started watching as kids and they like have these um, men, male wrestlers that they fell in love with. But I think you'll find a lot of them, you know, turned on and saw like the divas and thought that's like, I want to be them. Like they seem so strong and powerful. And even, Though they weren't even being per, 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 perceived, uh, I don't know what the word is. Portrayed? Uh, yeah, portrayed, 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 portrayed. They could go either way. <laughs> either way, um, it'll work. They for weren't you. being portrayed as these like strong, uh, like they were, but not to the same way they are these days. Um, they were still like, they still had their fragile fragility, which is also something that we as females connect with if, cause females like men and women, actually, it's not just females, but like we all have a fragile side. So having characters that don't have any sort of fragility, that's a word I've just made up. <laughs> fragility I like it. I like it. Is, is not going to be as relatable as, yeah, as, having characters that don't i don't know i don't know no, it's great that, that's that's, that's what <laughs> wrestling's that's what makes wrestling great is there's something for everybody if done correctly and that's that's what yeah i mean there's always a character for somebody that can relate to and I, that's what i love about wrestling and going to these conventions and talking to people like oh who are you here for and it's there's always somebody that's a fan of somebody that you never would expect and you love seeing that you know like oh it's just yeah i love wrestling for that reason too i, I liked the i like the bad guys when i was a kid and i always like vader because i was a bigger guy you know i was a bigger kid so i was yeah. i was like the big guys that were athletic and could do stuff and you know just you know so I, it's the same yeah. thing i related to that i want to do that that's cool yeah. like and you just relate to it and i think that's yeah something i always say is like everyone is someone's favorite wrestler like when i was fa a fan like in my peak fandom like on the internet, on the forums, on the dirt sheets, living my best life, riding knee-fed role plays. I was like, Dawn Marie Maven. Dawn Marie Maven. That was it. That was the only thing that mattered in my life. When they got they got fired two days, up, like, Maven got fired. And then I was like, it's okay. They're not going to fire Dawn Marie. And then I went, <laughs> they fired Dawn Marie while she was pregnant. I, I was inconsolable. My parents did not know what to do. I was like, how could they do that to Dawny? It was, it was very dramatic. <laughs> I didn't realize she was pregnant when they, uh, when they released her. Yeah, she filed a lawsuit and uh, she got money. Yep. Hey, I like that. That's why none of the other girls have gotten fired while being pregnant. 
the lawyer in you has got to love that, Dom. I, uh, I'm, I'm going through law school now, so anytime you bring uh, any kind of legal mumbo-jumbo into it, I'm, you, my ears perk up. But. Yeah, this is my legal <laughs> counsel at all times. I'm like, I mean, let me, let, me divert, let me send you to my lawyer. He'll tell you what's going on. That's why he's always getting in trouble, because he doesn't spring for an actual attorney. But <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and what so, do you do? We got off topic, but this is a Twitter question that we're bringing in. Somebody wants to know, I'm not even going to say if, but when – Everything opens back up and you're back in AEW killing it. Who would be your dream match in either the men's or women's division? Because let's be honest, it's 2020. You can take on anybody you want. I can. Um, gosh. It, like, the, I, like, there's a lot of the women's division I have wrestled, but there's so much, many that I have. Like, now that Serena Deeb, like, she, she's an option for people to wrestle in it. What? All right. You mean and that's like, a girl right you hype her up a lot if you listen to that so shaza like, mm -hmm. like oh like when like the the fact that that's even like like that's just you know like when you're when i was a fan and started watching shimmer as like a teenager you know she was out there and like she was someone i looked up to like her lacy freaking melissa sarah del rey like that like rain all of those girls that was like i was like this is what who i love bloody chantelle taylor everyone and like freaking by the time she was, you know, she retired and then she did the May Young Classic and then she was a trainer. I was like, well, that's just, it's just not an option. Like, that's fine. I just, you know, I'm never going to wrestle Lacey and I'm never going to wrestle Serena Dean. That's fine. I can accept that. But now it's an option. An option. <laughs> so this is a game changer. Uh, this is, so she's like up there. Uh, but obviously also Sheeta, like freaking please one day, can I wrestle Sheeta? <laughs> She's amazing. Yeah. yeah, I agree with you there. I, I think everybody should wrestle Sheeta. I think she. <laughs> I, th I don't think she's possible, or I don't think she's capable of having a bad match with anybody. I've never seen her have a bad match. No, but. she's just she's a beast. She's just good wrestler, great wrestler. She's just a star. And, and honestly, a, her move into America too to devote everything to AEW and learn the language, and you know that says a lot too for her commitment and just what she's done. And to be where she's at, too. I mean, it's it shows. Yeah. yeah. But enough about Sheeta. This is about Shaza. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I, I always, I, I don't want to make it just all talking about Australia. Like, oh, this is just all, all we have to talk about is Australia. But I, I, I do want to ask you, because I, I always had such a fascination with traveling to Australia, because it always seems so exotic, yet at the same time, so accessible to, well, exotic in the sense that when- I was like, not exotic <laughs> but you know you see, like um some of the beaches and stuff in sydney yeah. and it, exotic to me like the different types of wildlife and stuff that we don't have here in america but at the same time culturally it seems so similar because you know we speak the same language and we look so similar because we all derive from europeans but you being somebody who travels so frequently between both areas will really be able to speak to the differences and the similarities between both both cultures, both countries. Uh, do you notice any glaring differences when you come to America that you have to maybe adapt to that you don't have to deal with when you're in Australia? Uh, yeah, I can't swear as much. Like, <laughs> like, uh, you can't hear. You can't hear. Yeah, I, no, I got like, a fucking horrible mouth, so don't worry about it. Yeah, like, because I'll, I'll just, like, swear, like, like I don't know, like, every second word is a swear word. Not not every second word. But, like, a, like and also, like, damn is a swear word. And, like, like weird things in America are swear. Like, you can't say shit. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Like, these are just regular words, guys. Like, calm down. Like, 
woman after my own heart. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Like, it's just, yeah, like, that's a lot for me to, um, (laughs) here's a fun story. You'll love this. So when I did the, um, uh, AEW Battle Royale, Mm -hmm. um, the night before we were like planning it out or whatever. And we're all in our little groups to try and talk about stuff. And I like had met most people, whatever. And I was like saying some sort of, I was like, F this, blah, 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 blah. Some of this shit, blah, 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 blah. What like swearing my brain off. And then I turn around and Mr. Tony Khan is there. And he was, he was like, Oh, hi. Hi Shazza. I'm Tony. And I was like, hi, I'm Shazza. That's not how I normally speak. And he's like, no, no, that's fine. And I was like, no, cool. This is a good introduction. At least, you know, off the top that um, I have a potty mouth. Um, but like, yeah, like swearing is such a big one. Um, like there's so many, like there's just, we, we say different words for things. Like, and people will be, uh, be like, oh, I want to go to the toilet. And you guys are like, the bathroom? Like, yeah, whatever. Whatever you freaking want to call it, mate. Like, it's just, yeah. And, like, one of the biggest things is, like, when you go to a restaurant, because Australia doesn't tip. We don't have tips. Like, we have a much higher minimum wage, so our um, service staff don't rely on tips to make money. So, like, our service staff will just be – they won't be jerks, but they don't really care. And they don't pretend to care. Whereas in America, everyone is very, like, caring because they want the (laughs) tips. Very fake, yeah. and like that's uh, like I don't know how like I couldn't do it I couldn't be like maybe I could I don't know like, I, pro- I definitely could <laughs> but like it's just so it's yeah it's crazy it's just like just pay people more and let them live their life mm. I don't know I, I agree because I, I I did it for 10 years waiting tables and uh, I, I'll just say it definitely uh, was good practice for what I'm going to be getting into later in life with with uh, <laughs> being an attorney so it's yeah. uh but you definitely it's 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 in America, you're basically a salesman because you're selling yourself yeah. just to be able to make money in your shift. But, yeah, which is insane. It's absolutely yeah. insane. And uh, and right now, well, things are opening back up restaurant-wise in, in America. It's really broken up state by state, mm-hmm. and uh, so it's hard. But I don't think there's probably anybody that's hurting more than, than independent contracted professional wrestlers right now. Uh, and you know, I don't know, but I'm sure there's yeah. people who can argue different careers, but it's, uh, sim- you know, I sympathize completely with, with the situation that you're in. And I know that you mentioned on the podcast that you're so used to traveling and, and being away and being away from home. But, um, you, you mentioned that the, the benefits to that are being able to get more time, uh, with your family, with your husband and being able to really get that time that you wouldn't have otherwise. But when you are on the road, how do you keep up those relationships and, and you know, that, that, that spark with your husband just being away for such long periods of time? Um, it's, so I've been with my husband for, uh, over seven years now. Um, so when we got together, I had already started wrestling at Shimmer. Like I was, it was already something that I did. Um, and like, the, yeah. And it was just, I think, I don't know. We just have a very, <laughs> we have a healthy relationship. I get, I don't know. Like we, we don't like, I don't like um, FaceTime him every day or anything like that. Like we just, when he's awake and he'll message me and when I'm awake, I'll message him and we'll just tell each other about our days. Like, maybe if I've had a really bad day and I'm like crying, I'll make him call me. But like, for the most part, like, I guess we just, I don't know. We're like, we're, I don't know. 
it's we're just just two crazy wrestling people that just try I don't know it's we're just trying to be wrestlers and trying to have fun and I I think because he's a wrestler he's like it makes it so much easier because he it's he's not he's not confused why I have to make the sacrifices that I'm making like he's not he's not like oh you're spending all your time like he's not like oh you're going to America for two months like how dare you like he's like oh you're going to America because you're trying to become a better wrestler and make a better name for yourself so you can get a job so you can make money so that we can have a better life together. Like it's a, you know, he understands that thought process as opposed to just complaining that I'm not home. Like I'm very blessed to have someone that understands that and like pays the bills when I'm not here and, you know, looks after everything and, you know, supports me and believes in me as well. Like he, believes that I can do stuff do this like if he didn't believe in me I wouldn't think I could do it because I'd just be like well and whereas he's like yeah like you're gonna do this like let's do this what do we need to do what needs to happen so that we can get you where you want to be like when I had like my WWE tryout in 2016 we made like a list and he was just like all right let's do this what are we doing like everything that needs to get done every outfit that needs to be bought every like hair and every like every like it was just like we're on a mission. We're doing this. What's the plan? Let's go. And I'm very blessed to have that. <laughs> I'm, I'm awesome. glad you brought your WWE tryout. I was going to ask you about that. Uh, tell me how that went. Like the whole process. I, I I'm always interested in how that, that goes for people when they go down there and experience that. So my tryout was in um, Sydney, Australia. So usually they'll do uh, not in Sydney, Australia it was in Melbourne, Australia. I live in Sydney, Australia. I that. Um, so, <laughs> WWE comes down to Australia every year around like August. Um, but then this year they, they, and so they'll, and they'll usually do a tryout every two years. So they did one in um, 2000 and I think they did one in 2012 and they did one in 2014, which is the one that um, Billy Kay and uh, Peyton Royce got signed from. And then they did another one in 2016, uh, which is the one that I did. And then they haven't done one since, um, because I don't know, they, they stopped caring about us or they hired too many of us. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but uh, so, well, like the last two years, they've come to like, in the, they, while they've been down here for their tours, um, old mate Seaman Canyon has come to like our independent shows and watched us wrestle um, as opposed to holding like an actual tryout. Um, so our tryout, my tryout that I did uh, was the one that Rhea, uh, Rhea Ripley got signed um, from. She was my roommate, me and her. She freaking, she thought I was crazy because I woke up at like 5 a.m. to do my hair and makeup because I just, like, I was like, this is it. This is all I've got. I, and she was just like, she woke up like 10 minutes beforehand because she's just naturally beautiful and she just put her hair up and like ate a bloody cake and then went to the triad. It was great. And I was like, cool, cool. That's cool. Whatever. Natural. I get it. Whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, like, yeah, so it was... Um, gosh, how did it come about? I'm trying to think. Um, I'd done like some, I'd done some extras work in 2015 when I was in Florida um, for NXT. I'd had a match with Emma. And I think through that, I had somehow gotten um, the talent relations email address. I, I think I just sneakily got it from someone. I think maybe Jesus Rodriguez gave it to me. Ricardo Rodriguez. I think he gave it to me some reason. I don't know. <laughs> Canyon's probably like, why are you giving out my email address? And I was like, yeah, whatever. But I just sort of like, I just kept like, you know, 
sending things and like being like, oh, hey, blah, blah, blah. Like, and then I'd heard like mumblings of there being a tryout that year, like mumblings along because that's how it works. Everyone's like, oh, yeah. so it's going to try. And I was like, oh, here's my stuff. I hear you might be doing a tryout. And he was like, yes, we are doing a tryout. Would you like to come? And I was like, yes, I would. Thank you. Um, and then like, but I didn't get like the, conf- like, they don't c- confirm you until like, I don't know. Not, I don't I think it's less than a month. It's like two or three weeks. It's like nothing before they're like, oh yeah, actually come. And I was like, okay. Um, and yeah, so then we did, we did our tryout um, in the arena. Um, it was before they were doing an NXT tour. Like it was the only time they've ever brought NXT um, to Australia, but it was because they had so many Australians, I guess at the time in NXT because Buddy Murphy was in NXT, in NXT, um, MDK was in NXT and then um, the Iconics were in NXT. So I think they felt they had enough fan base to do an Australian tour. Um, And yeah, it was, I, it was such like I was I was like bro if I get signed from this tryout like I've done nothing like they athletic abilities completely because we've just done a warm-up and then done a match and then we just pretty much ran out of time because everything was I don't know it was a show day so everything was going crazy and they had to film and they was yeah I don't know but it was fine and then we went to the show and then I don't know and then like two days later um we we're all like well Demi her name's Demi Bennett Rhea Everyone's like, Demi got signed, Demi got signed, Demi got signed. And then, like, because then everyone just, everyone knows, everyone knows, everyone knows. And then, like, six months later, they're like, oh, yeah, Demi's signed. And I'm like, cool. Um, always how it goes. How it yeah. <laughs> it's always that, like, trail that leads to the official. I, uh, I, I want to ask if, because um, obviously you keep up with the product when you're, you're not involved. Um, in it yourself so you're watching other promotions and you're, you're keeping an eye on everything is there anybody that you don't know personally that you've only seen just their work that you would love to be able to get the chance to work with be it in AEW out of AEW anywhere in the world okay like I legitimately love TJ like and I've never met either of them and oh, like, really? I, but I just think, think they're fantastic yeah like my like I've never met like I'm literally just this crazy fangirl on the internet. Like they don't know me from a bar of soap. And I'm just every day like I love you. Like I'm literally. I just assumed like, you know them. <laughs> no, not at all. Like they, they must think I'm this crazy person on the internet because I actually do not know them. Like I'd never seen Anna Jay before she was on um, bloody AEW, and then I was just like, this girl is phenomenal and I love her and she just has such a presence and everything um but I, so I, it's gonna be very embarrassing when I actually meet them and I have to be like yeah I'm actually a person sorry um that was really weird that I was like a super stalker on the internet uh cool okay either that or they're gonna freak you out when they're like oh we've been waiting to meet you we've been wanting to get in the ring with you because it's not like you're a nobody people know who you are yeah I mean they both follow me so oh. there you go <laughs> So what are we even talking about? That's already a match made. That's already done. I, yeah. I think like once you follow someone on, it's, we're pretty much best friends. I think. Like, that's how that works. Yeah. People, that's friendship. Right. Um, so yeah, so I think we're best friends. It's like in the end of Pineapple Express, they get the three hearts. They together. get together yeah. and they get, get the three. You can get Look the one in the middle. <laughs> that's me. How about... Uh, this is a, just a random question. I always try to think of one really random question. 
who has the best entrance music in wrestling either all time and also right now okay so my favorite entrance music of all time is like people think it's like i don't know how to say it. so it's christian's theme song but that ended up being tyson tomko's theme song and it's just like it's it's nothing it's very generic music it's like dun, 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 dun. like it's very like it's nothing okay. but i was upset like it's a banger like it's just like it gets me like going like i don't know why like there's no lyrics it's literally generic song of yeah like it's nothing and like obsessed i can't think of it right now i'm gonna have to go back and, and look it up all of his Man, uh, that's the his first songs. time tyson tomko has been mentioned in a podcast in a long <laughs> no, time what? and you're gonna favorite theme song right now um oh god I don't know. Oh my god! I really I like Gorillas of Destiny. I really like the Gorillas of Destiny oh, theme song. Yeah. I, like they, their old one. Oh, I was like the old one. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. They're all. I was like they changed it. I know. Like the new one, whatever. But like the yeah. old one was like. That one slapped. Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> it slapped. That's what the kids say. Yeah, that's what I, I keep up with the kids these days. Yeah, I got to. Yeah. Good Tom's always giving me shit for it, but yeah. If we're going back in the day, I got another random one for you. If you could go back and put yourself into the cast of any one iconic 80s or 90s movie, which one would you choose? Oh, my God. Mm. <laughs> oh, God. Can I, like, probably, like, Clueless. Like, nice. Oh, look <laughs> at the excitement. <laughs> he just popped hard right there. Shit. Like, I'd be just, like, super rich and super beautiful and just, like, living a great life that's yeah i love that movie i love i love quoting whenever i can i swear to god woman you can't drive for shit (laughs) 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 but that actually wraps up all the questions that i had you answered so many (laughs) of the questions that i had written down as you were just going so i'm like oh crap she's just going through all my questions oh no you can ask I'll still answer them. I just like to talk a lot, and then I just ramble, and I end up in weird places. No, um, it's and cool. Then it just- I, <laughs> I was just so excited to get you on to talk to you. I, uh, I, you know what? So many of my questions are all like, what's the best food in Australia? I'm like, that's stupid. That's stupid. But you know what? Screw it. What, what is, is the, the best, best food, food in Australia? <laughs> I want to know this now. Yeah, I want to know what the best food in Australia is. <laughs> Not that I'll ever oh, go. Oh, what? Like... Do we? Have, oh, fairy bread. Duh, fairy what? bread. That was what one of that? the things I I looked up. That it, it just looks like it's a kind of cake. Yeah. Right. No, it's bread. It's 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 oh, okay. like white bread. Okay. Then you put butter, and then you put sprinkles. That's it. That's it. Okay. <laughs> it's great. It That's sounds good. Okay. At like birthday parties, like you don't eat it after after the age of like ten, but like <laughs> that's what. There's a birthday party. There's a plate of fairy bread, and it's okay. fantastic. That's the most like that's the best in like Australian food. Um, like there's other good food. I don't know. Like what are we? I don't. I don't know. Food. It's a dumb Eat. question. That's why I waited till the end. Of it. <laughs> I uh, unfortunately, there's no definitive timetable for for when you're going to be back in America. Um, 
but is there any possibility of any shows occurring in Australia that you'd be a part of that you can be wrestling over there? Yeah, so we, like, so from the 1st of October, our government has said that we are allowed 50% oh. of venue capacity okay. in up to a thousand venues up seating up to a thousand people. Um, so now we just have to hope that all the venues haven't gone out of business um, and we can book a, a venue. It's such um, a shame that that's like a real concern, you know? Yeah. Not only like, cause that's, yeah. Like we haven't been able to like, yeah, but there's a, there's big petitions and uh, yelling at the government to, you know, help out the entertainment sector. Cause like that's our entertainment sector and our like, um, airline sectors are probably like the two um industries that got affected the most because one like because our state borders were closed right. there's no there's like one flight each day each way like it to each state like and that's it like so thousands and thousands and thousands of people don't have jobs that were flight like if you're a flight attendant you think you've got this job for life right like yeah. nobody thinks that you're never going to be able to fly but now you can't fly like at least if you're like an entertainer it's a bit like well you know like we're all living a crazy entertaining life but like people that were just working at airlines they you never think that's gonna get like messed up um so yeah like once i guess once they sort of figure that out with my home promotion is doing a like academy show with like our students in like two weeks so that's like just at our little school um but I'm going to let the students wrestle because, like, they are more excited to wrestle than me. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm excited to wrestle, but, like, they're, like, they haven't wrestled for 13 years, so they, they're a bit more <laughs> keen to, to, like, kill themselves in a shed um, than I am. Like, as long as we don't, like, mess it up and, you know, get a bunch of cases again, um, we'll be able to have a show in, like, a proper venue by the end of the year um some point hopefully and here's Unless hoping we that, screw that it up. well and here's hoping <laughs> that, that that moves pretty quickly i mean we're getting into the holiday season soon so hopefully that'll uh everything will just get back to normal sooner rather than later or, or i guess as close to the new normal as we can expect yeah. uh in the yeah, meantime exactly. in the meantime i'm going to plug it again your your podcast that's so shaza is available yeah. on all major podcast platforms uh, for for download, and you've had you, you have I think what ten episodes up now. Around yeah, there. ten episodes. I've been doing it for like, oh god, if I record every two weeks, how many months is that? Um, yeah. um, no, I'm gonna work it out, guys. <laughs> um, Twenty divided by four is five months i was gonna say you're not gonna get any help from me because um i, I was i was i was trying to cheat and put my five up but i didn't know if you saw like oh i was like looking this way because i had to math in my head guys it's cool i'm a math magician but, right uh, here but to anybody that to anybody that that likes to to binge listen there's there's enough content on there for you to be able to to go back and listen to a lot and also keep up um with the, the episodes that you guys are doing. Cassie, do you have any questions for, for the lovely lady while we have her? I think we covered all the stuff I had down too, man. I was the same thing. I was checking stuff off as she's just going. I'm like, oh, that one's gone. That one's gone. So um, No, when you apologize, you answered everything we were had to ask. You didn't have to apologize. We didn't have to pry it out of you. You you just told us what we wanted I, to hear. It's I, great. You know, I have an open book. I, <laughs> 
it's funny too because I'm, I'm keeping an eye on the clock to see how long we're running and i'm like shocked at how quickly it went because yeah. just having so much fun talking we, 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 we can hang out for longer it's fine Oh, well. <laughs> hey, I'm down. I don't have anything to do. It's all I need to do tonight. You got to work in the morning, but whatever. Guys. I was going to say, but you know, I'm, I'm not going to, surely <laughs> yeah. not going to rush you guys off as either. Uh, let's let now let's keep going for another few minutes. I love it. Thank you so much for, for the time. Uh, who do you like in the women's division from NXT as far as the, the younger talent that they're bringing up. Now you mentioned Ray Ripley that, you know, and they have uh, a lot of, uh, well, I guess it's not Australian talent, but they have some, some New Zealand talent there that I'm sure you probably get so sick of getting compared to New Zealand as if it's the same country, right? It's the New Zealanders that care. Like, okay. <laughs> Australia just claims any successful New Zealander. Right. Like we claimed and stuff like he's he's New Zealander like Tony Storm technically born in New Zealand not Australian bro doesn't <laughs> like, Australian's got bigger fish to fry if you look on my Australia. map oh this is Australia that's New yeah, Zealand exactly like it's like Dakota Kai Australian like she lived here for like a year so she's Australian there you it's go. fine yeah, um, exactly like sure she grew up in New Zealand, but like whatever. But then um, she wised up and she went to Australia. Exactly. <laughs> and gosh, now who who is in NXT now that's like like I think like I'm very excited. Like she's not new to um NXT, but I'm really excited about what they're doing with um Aaliyah. Uh, mm-hmm. because she's been there for like so long and yeah. like, finally like giving her something and like Robert Stone brand stuff is just it's just tops. Like, just just put Robert Stone on TV every week, which is what they're doing. So I can't complain. Like, it's a it's a good good system. It works. You know, he's entertaining. So more of that. I I love that. I was eating it up when he was like hitting rock bottom, and he was just hung over, like half drunk, half hung over, with the like twelve o'clock shadow going on in every episode. <laughs> it was great. It was so good. Oh, he's just, he's hilarious. I love it. I, I think it's some of the best stuff going on in all of wrestling right now is just his little, whatever it is, his, his, his existence. I, uh, I don't want to wish ill will on anybody, but strictly for storyline purposes, I hope uh, everything comes crashing down for the brand so we can see more of, uh, more of him at the bottom on camera, yes, on camera. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe more, more of him getting run over by a tank. Oh, that was beautiful. That was so fun. That was hilarious. <laughs> he did a good I, job on Twitter after that, too, just being mm-hmm. upset about it, just how much steam it got on that. He's good. He sells everything great, man. Shaza, what made you laugh more? Robert Stone getting run over by the tank or Sammy Guevara getting run down by a horse by Adam, uh, Adam Page? <laughs> oh, I'm still the tank, but you know what made me laugh the most? Um, was when he the first time Sam he got hit by the little buggy. Oh, and that he golf just cart. Oh. jumped like he Spun was just like, like he just he committed to that and I was like, there's no way I could mentally like even if I there was a crash mat next like the whole ground was a giant crash mat. There is no way I could mentally jump and throw myself into a golf cart like he did. Like that was insane. I <laughs> like, know. And even with his hands up, it looked like he basically just used his head to pivot off of it 
Yeah, it was, he, he pretty like, much did. That's pretty much what he did. Yeah. This guy I, love, like, I love Sammy. He takes such big bumps and just does such a good job at just that. That's his like new thing. Is like what what kind of terrible bump is Sammy gonna take right now <laughs> this time? I love watching it. He's so much fun no. too, man. So many of them. I mean, the the things that that you guys do, it's it's it takes a toll on the body. It's not easy just to take the simple bumps, let alone a lot of the stuff that I feel like wrestling fans have become so jaded, where it's the the stuff that they need just to be entertained by it. Yeah, I, yeah. I think people forget how much just a regular clothesline back bump, like how much damage that does to your body, and then they add on jumping off like giant things onto concrete and like it's just it's crazy i mean like happy to do it but it's crazy right <laughs> like, like yeah, well we were talking about that uh from the pay-per-view sunday the uh the, the ladder match there was tons of spots in that one that were just cringy like oh he's okay and then the main event the drew mcintyre and the ambulance there was some good stuff there too it's just yeah, Dom didn't like it. It's he was upset fun. with some of it, but I was like, oh, this is good. I love it. This is what I want to see. How are you upset? I, wa I wasn't upset, but on our last episode, I was talking about how as I get older, I feel, I feel more and more guilty when I see the, the moves that you can just tell immediately cause so much physical damage to the body. Like the the spot we were talking about well it was the it was the uh the raw title match it wasn't when, necessary i didn't say it wasn't necessary all i said oh, was on. it just it, it just I, I felt guilty watching it because you just saw the whether it was glass or plastic but when drew went through was it drew or, yeah drew, drew went through the windshield of the ambulance and then maybe a minute or so later you see like half a dozen different spots on his back that are just puncture wounds where he's bleeding out and it's like that was the gimmick glass you know what i mean and so yeah you can, you can try to glass. you can try to keep it as safe as possible but at the end of the day it's it's a it it, it, it it's gonna put a beating on you just a little cuts it's yeah. fine that'd be all right He's a big boy. Don't worry. It's when people do like things that could like have like an uh, an error of a margin of er for error that is like very large. That's what scares me. Like there's not like the the error of like the, the margin for error of like taking that is not that like he's just gonna take it right. Like it's you know it is what it is. But you know when you're like jumping from like I don't know twelve. 20 billion feet tall like there's all this time where you're in the air where your body can just do whatever it wants to do and things that's what scares me yeah. um so i just try to think about it um <laughs> there's just there's like you know there's things that will happen yeah that's that's why i hate when wrestling fans get so critical because it's like man you do it <laughs> you know what i mean you go in and try See, it nobody handles that. right Trying to think of something that that Cass can can ask as far as like wrestling memorabilia because I'm just looking at your background and you have so much to show. Do now, Sean, I know you, I know you didn't really get into it until a little bit later in life, but do you have any special wrestling memorabilia that maybe isn't like personal um, to you? I don't have things that are like personal. I still have like all my action figures. Oh, you do um, have action figures. Well, Oh yeah, of course I do. Oh, oh. but I was buying action figures. I was like, these are going to be worth a lot of money one day. Um, I have the one Dormarie action figure that was ever made that was only available online. Um, wow. And I have 
afford Maven action figures. Bitch, like, someone's going to want those one day. They're not. They're absolutely not. But I have them. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, I have a whole bunch. I have boxes of um, action figures. And then I have, like, um, every time, like, one of my friends gets an action figure, I make sure I buy that because that's very exciting. Um, and so those ones, like the Bailey and like Iconics and stuff, I have that one, like those are like displayed in my room. Whereas all my like ones from when I was a teenager are like in a box because right. I've moved things happening, you know, you don't put things out. Um, but I, <laughs> I have my favorite thing, not my favorite thing, kind of my favorite thing is I have this like replica Divas title, but it's a ring. Like, okay. and it's like the, my first Christmas with my husband. That's what he gave me for Christmas. Um, oh, it was nice. just like, it's just like a big title belt, but it's like a ring. And um, it was just really, I don't know. I think it's cute. It's a giant ring. Like it doesn't fit on any fingers. I don't know what anyone's supposed to do with it, but I have it. So that is what it is. <laughs> Let's see. I'm Dom always asks, he always asks me to find one, something to show every episode. I'm going to see if I can find something to do. Yeah, what do I have? Uh, today I'm going to grab my- little Maven memorabilia. <laughs> I've got my uh, Mr. Sacco that he autographed for me. Ooh. Yeah, my Nick Foley autographed Mr. Sacco with the certificate of authenticity. So that's my he, – he had that's these just sitting there at the table. He would sign it and drew it on us, and he's like, here you go, and he just gave that with it. So that's my – I saw that's my gear someone asked for, like, a certificate of authenticity, and I was like, huh? Like, who else would be selling my book? <laughs> I was like, right? I had to, like Google it, and I just print it off. Like, I was like, okay, he's like, I. You can fake one of those just as easy as you could fake the signature. I don't understand the one. All right, whatever. they want like a picture of you, like holding the gear in one hand, it's holding sweet. a newspaper yeah, like, in like, another hand. Like it's like, it's gear specifically made for me. Like there's not, there's not like. <laughs> 20 versions of yeah, right? Mine, <laughs> this is that knockoff fake like, Gucci sure. version of Shazit. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay. Like, if that makes you feel like better at night or whatever, like, that's no worries. I'll print off a certificate of authenticity. Shazit, awesome. when I, uh, when, when Cass told me that you were, you were gracious enough to come on and, and do this interview, I wanted to try to dig a little bit deeper and do a little bit more research. And when I typed, your name into google i got no no no, no it's not paid it's not paid <laughs> when i typed your name into google Wiki i got to up and we went down a whole rabbit hole no, i got to <laughs> shaz sh1z and after one of the greatest most iconic movies of all time shazam the top google shirt search was shaza mckenzie so i gotta know how does it feel to be such an iconic transcending brand name at such a young age <laughs> um it feels fantastic um it's so it's iconic in um i think there's like two things if you search shazza there's two shazas that will like generally come up um if you're australian there's me and then there's shazza from houseos which is a character in a tv show about a bunch of bogans and she's like a drug addict whore uh, named shazza um, <laughs> because um i've explained this on my podcast but the term Shazza is um, sort of a nickname that you'd give for someone, one, someone called Sharon, but also someone, a, a female that, a bogan female, which is like the equivalent of like a redneck. So like in Australia, it's a somewhat derogatory term. Um, <laughs> so 
I did not want to be called Shazza. Like I was very adamant against being called Shazza. Like I hated it. Um, I got called Shazza by like, I did like a run-in debut kind of thing. And then like during the week, like they like emailed, like this is back in like 2008. So they emailed out the results to everyone. Um, And uh, in the results, it said like, Shazza McKenzie made the same and I was like well I guess that's my name like it's in paper yeah it's like that was my name then a minute later I was up on the website on the roster I was like oh yes that's my name but now like 12 years after this incident um when people like because people like once I like left that train and they're like why didn't you change your name and I was like well like now I like it because there's only one Shazza in wrestling like if you say hey, I want to wrestle Shazza, they're not confused. If you say you want to wrestle Jess, do I want to wrestle Jess Havoc? Do I want to je- wrestle Jess Troy? Do I, like, who, what Jess do I want to wrestle? Yeah. Like, do I want to wrestle Nikki? I want to wrestle Nikki Bella. I want to wrestle Nikki Cross. Like, what, what Nikki do I want to, like, it's just, like, there is just one Shazza. And so, like, that, even if every time that I show up on any sort of American TV, the Australian fans make lots of bad jokes about how horrible my name is, I will accept that. <laughs> because wrestling's not that popular in Australia, so it doesn't matter. Um, well, so we, would, we wouldn't have any idea if you didn't tell us, because I had no idea that was... Uh, it's fine. Yeah, so. that's, that's the thing to me. I, I Honestly, it sounds like a, like a pop star. It sounds like somebody that's going to be on a marquee, like Shaza McKenzie. You know what I mean? So I didn't even know it was a, a derogatory thing. Yeah, and... look it up on um, Urban Dictionary. That's <laughs> I'm gonna change it to it. I'm gonna change Shaza from whatever it says to just future AEW Women's Champion. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Look, Shaza, I am having so much fun talking to you and and being able to get this interview with you. Thank you so much for coming on. I I am gonna to have to cut this because <laughs> at some point we do have to cut. But listen, uh, if. I mean, you're, you are always way more than welcome to come back now, on anytime. Dom, you, you, had, like. you, you had an idea that you were wanting to pitch to her about coming on the show more often. This is your time. You got all this extra time, and you've yet to do it. You no, want her to come I'm on and do gonna, predictions. She's so sweet to do this. I'm not going to put her on blast. <laughs> Dom was like, man, what do you think the odds are that she'd want to come on kind of semi-regularly? I was like, I don't know, man. Ask. If yeah, you'd ever – if you'd ever like to come on and partake in the uh, either AEW or WWE prediction shows that we do, uh, you can – where is it? Oh, I have the, the predictions championship. It's, uh, it's $4,000 oh, yes. of okay. solid gold and uh, <laughs> so, yeah, you can genuine leather. Be in the competition yeah. for it. I, I'm going to take it from him. I, this week it's coming, back. it's coming to me, man. So, All right. The, the yeah. door is always open. You're always welcome to come on whenever you'd like. and we We'll ship it to you if you win it, too. We've already decided that. We're going to ship it to the winner every week. Every month. <laughs> but, it's not going to get here for like a month. I know, yeah, it'll right? take forever. As soon as it gets there, you have to send it right send back. It right back. <laughs> but, either way. but that's part of the fun of it. Yeah. Or the stupidity of it. I don't know. We'll find out in a yeah. few months. But <laughs> when yeah. we were spending hundreds of dollars on this stupid but yeah, yeah all we could have done with the money instead we spent it on overnighting it to another country or we got because we got you people from the uk yeah. we're gonna have on there now so it's, it's not definitely... a stupid belt it's worth sixty five thousand dollars it's appreciating yeah. by thousands and by the second so it's gonna be billion dollars by yeah. the time I. there you go 
and then we'll Jeez. never see her again. She'll I sent you. A, I sent him a link to the original, like packaged one that was for sale on eBay, like the 1990 version with yeah. the Ultimate Warrior still on the box. Like, Dom, your belt. Here's the $170 version of it. We should get that one because <laughs> it like it looks any different than the one you've got. But we would know. We would know that it's the real one, the real deal from 1990. It's true. But. Yeah. So anytime, feel free, man. We'd love to have you on again, man. I, I we love this. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. Let's do it. But this has been the Push Podcast with Shaza McKenzie. Guys, make sure you head over to wherever you listen to your podcasts and follow her and her show. That's so Shaza. And, and where Shaza. can we find you on social media? Tell us where to find you. Plug your stuff, man. I'm at Shaza underscore McKenzie uh, on the Twitters and on the Instagrams. And I don't know, you just search Shaza McKenzie on Facebook, I guess. I don't know. Like Facebook just exists. Uh, but yeah. That's it. That's you'll find me. There's things. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again. This has been another amazing show in spite of my efforts, but uh, thank you so much for being on and uh, hopefully we'll have you on again soon. Shaza. Yes. Thank you. No, thank you. It was a pleasure. Bye guys. Goodbye.